Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Argyle Chat, the weekly Argyle podcast brought to you by Plymouth Live Sports Desk. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Argyle Chat, the, the Plymouth Live podcast which covers all things Argyle. This is Chris Arrington and joining me today as a special guest, a regular visitor to the podcast, Danny Salmon, the former Argyle player. Danny, thank you for joining me. My pleasure. It's me and you today. So, um, I said we'll get through it. All right. We'll Don't find plenty to talk about, yeah. particularly uh, as Argyle got their first league win of the season against AFC Wimbledon on Saturday. Um, it came at the 12th attempt. It's a, it's a blessed relief for all of us, isn't it, to see Argyle get that first win? What, what, first of all, what were your, your general thoughts on the game? Well, it was a typical struggle. Um, a team that hasn't won for a long time, um, a little bit scrappy, nervous. Um, but in the end, I think we just deserve to win the game. Um, we had a couple of opportunities that might have made it easier. Lapido going straight through on goal, but took too long. Um, but it wasn't anything that uh, um, I didn't think was was going to happen. I, I, I knew it would be scrappy. I knew it would be nervy. But you know, very very uh, a good win to to get in the end. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the thing that one of the things that struck me about it was that. Argyle got the goal in the 75th minute, um, Freddie Ladapo even, scoring it. But I thought almost immediately you could see a bit more confidence in Argyle after they scored it. I mean, confidence is such a massive thing in football. I know it sounds obvious, yeah. but, but didn't you think that once Argyle scored, they, they, they were suddenly taking players on, they were beating yeah. players. It made a huge difference, didn't it? You, you would be amazed. I mean, supporters don't, I think, understand it as much as uh, we do, mm. um, especially when I, when I used to play... It makes a massive difference when you've got that one goal, you suddenly relax, you suddenly get confident, you start to play the ball around. And I made the same comment. We scored and then we actually started to play. Mm. And I think it's such a big thing. Um, you know, one or two wins, one or two good performances can change a whole season, like it did last season, mm. you know, from Christmas onwards. So, yeah, there was a big difference. And I think the players and everybody at the club will be uh, sign a massive relief um, to, get, to get those three points. And, and great for Freddie Ladabo to score the goal as well because uh, up at Barnsley last Tuesday he had three great chances. Uh, should have scored at least one, probably two two of them in the uh, 1-1 draw at Oakwell. He didn't take any of them. And then in the first half against Wimbledon, uh, a good bit of play to get himself free of the defence. Yeah. But um, you know what happened then? Um, he just took too long on the ball. And that's what happens when you lack confidence. You know, he's trying to size the goalkeeper up. He's taking too long. He's trying to make sure if he was scoring goals, if we were winning football matches, he would have needed that sort of time. He would have just opened up himself up and, and stuck the ball probably in the back of the net. But, you know, now he's got his goal. You know, let's just hope. He gives us so many options going the other way, mm. in behind, down the channels. Um, you know, he does get a little bit difficult for him when he's ball to his feet at times. He doesn't get a lot of support when we play long to him. Oh. Um, but hopefully this, this goal will, uh, will start him off. And it was a clever goal as well, wasn't it? Short corner. Now, I watched the, um, the highlight show on Saturday just to, 
to look back at it and I could not believe how badly caught out Wimbledon were. Mm. I, I, I actually paused the, the short corner when Carey got it and three of the Wimbledon players had their backs to the ball. They did not have a clue the ball was in play. I mean, it was, yeah. it was, it was really well, poor defending. I'll tell you what it is. is players switch off because mm. every single corner was taken by Carey. Yeah. And even when players rove there early, they would leave it for Carey. And I think mm. that they immediately switched off. Carey was running from the left-hand side mm. to the right-hand side. Yeah. And then the short corner was taken and they weren't expecting mm. it. But great for us. I mean, it's a great delivery from mm. Carey. And um, Ladapo goes in at the far post and scores. But three players in their defence yeah. to have their back to... Yeah. I mean, you know, you do a bit of kids' coaching and stuff like that. I mean, you, you would have a, you know, be furious, wouldn't you? Even at that yeah. level, you know, you know, if, you, if you're not looking at the ball, you've got no chance of... Uh, Let's be honest, though, Chris. I watched highlights of the Premier League mm. and I saw games where exactly mm. that was happening as well. Yeah. For some reason, mm. um, people do not switch on defensively uh, in all four divisions, even in the Premier League, mm. they don't defend like they used to. It, it seems like they try and play offside. They don't track players, and they just switch off. And I think that that's a big thing. And you know, fortunately for us, Wimbledon did uh, on Saturday. Now, one key moment before Ladipo's goal was uh, the chance that Jake Jervis had oh. against his former club. Yeah. Um, Matt Mainty made the save. Um, again, I, I look back at the, uh, the the TV highlights to to see that. I, I thought at the time it was a great save by Matt Macy, and it, it was a great save. But when you, it was a great reaction save. Yeah. But when you look at it on the highlights, um, Jake Jervis has done incredibly well not to get that in an empty net. Really, if I it? was Wimbledon's manager, I would have absolutely <laughs> slaughtered him. There's no way that you should miss the target, as in mm. any anything low, mm. anything either side of the goalkeeper. Mm. You know, people might turn around and say, well, he came to him quickly, just got his foot on it, and, you know, the goalkeeper reacted, and it was mm. a reaction save. But you've got to tuck those away. Mm. I mean, and Jake was like that really with us. I mean, he was either absolutely brilliant or he was not so good. Mm. Um, but... To be honest with you, I don't care. Mm. I'm just glad that... Um, I, w- I was shocked at the time and I'm like, how did he miss that? But mm. uh, fortunately he did. But if he puts the ball in the back of the yeah. net and Argyle are 1-0 down, it could have been a completely different ball yeah. game, couldn't it? But then I-, I look back at games this season at home where Ladipo's had chances, mm. we've had we've hit the post, goalkeepers have made saves at crucial times mm. and we could have ended up nicking results. Mm. That's the fine margins yeah. in football, unfortunately. Absolutely. Um, but Argyle went on and got the win, which is which is great. And you know, at long last, after twelve attempts, they've got something to build on, and they've even moved off the bottom of the table with with, with the victory as well. Um, how much of a difference do you think just that one result will make to the players in the dressing room? Massive. Mm. I've I've been in 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 teams that have struggled for eight, nine, ten games to to win games, and and. The confidence that you gain from good performances in the past and you remember the draws and just the 1-0 defeats where you could have got something. As soon as you do win a football match, all of a sudden that comes back and say, we're not as bad as what we think or our position tells us. Hmm. And I think that they will get a massive, massive confidence boost from this. And I, I would like to think that we're going to go on from this and start to get some good results. And of course, the longer a, a winless run goes on, the, the more people pick up on it, the more yeah. the likes of myself write about it and we talk about it and debate it. And it just becomes this sort of non-stop, you know, to, to get rid of a lot of that and get that first win, that will sort of lift 
and pressure, won't it? On the, I'm not sure Derek Adams would necessarily admit that he felt under pressure, but it must make his job easier now that he, that first wins out the out the way, and he's not having to answer yeah. questions about it all the yeah, time. I mean, like you said, you, yourself writing every week about how, what could have been, mm. supporters being very negative most of the time. Um, you know that that win will will actually just reassure everybody around. Uh, Derek Adams, that they're on the right trail. We've got a lot of players to come back. Fortunately for him, you know, the, the squad looks settled right now. The team's playing um, a, the better type of football um, in certain stages of the game. You, we're always in a game. Um, I just think that they'll they'll look at this game now and they'll just sort of reiterate that, you know, what our position doesn't tell a whole story. Um, and I do, like, I do believe, and I've written about it myself, I don't think that we are going to be down there, you know, come March, April. It's interesting that uh, Derek Adams made the point after the game that Argyle have played five of the top six teams in the division, uh, including Portsmouth, Peterborough, uh, Barnsley, Charlton and Walsall. They're the five. Um, but they've only played two of the bottom seven. And uh, they were Wimbledon, who they beat, and Bristol Rovers, who they drew nil-nil with at uh, the Memorial Stadium. So, you know, maybe, maybe the fact that they, they have had a, quite a difficult start when you look at the teams that they've, they've played against. Yeah, that could be true. But um, sometimes what happens is that we, I remember years seasons gone by, we start to play teams at the bottom of the table and they come to Plymouth Argyle and end up getting a result. Mm. Um, every single game is difficult. Mm. Yes, I think you can look at that and that might be the motivational um, talk that Derek Adams tells his players in the dressing room Um, and after that win we've got Oxford coming up away from home below us now you know that is a great incentive for them to go there and get a really good result Mm -hmm. Um, now obviously the Oxford game next Saturday is is going to be an important one even in the middle of October Um, you know there's an awful lot of football to be played but when you've got Oxford who are bottom of the table playing Argyle who are 23rd how important is that game even though it is the middle of October and it's only the 13th game out of a 46 game season I think it's massive and I think it's massive for a couple of reasons one you're playing somebody down there next to you and that just gives you three points further away from them but if you if you start to lose games down at the bottom and a gap starts to appear you're going to end up having to win two or three games to even get yourself out of trouble so Taking the three points on Saturday, if we can follow that up with another three points, that brings you closer to the teams above you, and it's a lot easier then. If that gap starts to appear, then you really got to start winning games back-to-back to actually get yourselves out of trouble. So I think it's a massive game on Saturday. Yes, it was certainly nice to see smiles and, and, and hear cheers after yeah. the game on Saturday, wasn't it? I mean, when you're walking out yeah. after the game, I mean, everyone was uh, a lot more encouraged, yeah. weren't One they? thing I will say we got that that before the game started. When the players walked out of there and Derek Adams walked out of there, I was absolutely felt great that the support was gave their support mm. to what was going on because I know there's a lot of been said in the media mm. certain people writing very very negatively about Derek Adams and the team and there are mitigating circumstances you know with injuries and, and mm. so on and so forth um, but to get that sort of support when you first come out mm. that makes the players and the manager believe that the supporters are behind him. Now, it's a busy time on the pitch at Argyle. They're playing all sorts of games at the moment. Um, I just want to touch on last Thursday night. Um, I was at Home Park to see Argyle play Derby County in the Premier League Cup. Um, now, I think there was only about 280 people there, so it wasn't a big crowd at all. But a, a fascinating game, nonetheless. Um, Derby County are in a Category 1 academy club, which is the highest level you can be. 
and um, they've played um, recently against uh, Paris Saint-Germain for example and drew 1-1 with them now I don't think Derby sent their strongest under 23 sides to play this game but nonetheless when you play against um, players of, of, of that sort of level and ability um, that was a good test for our, our, our young under 23 side there's there's nine second and first year professionals at Argyle. They make up what is being called the development squad and all of them were involved in the game against Derby. And it finished in a nil-nil draw. Now, nil-nil draws can sometimes be really dull. This was a really entertaining nil-nil draw where Derby started strongly, looked like the good strong team, but gradually the Argyle lads found their way into the game. Alex Fletcher had a couple of decent opportunities during the game. And um, it ended in a nil-nil draw. I thought it was very encouraging to see the young lads um, perform so well. Derby, um, like I say, were a mixture of um, under-18s, under-23s, and they even had uh, Ekechi Anya, the Scotland international, who played at fullback. He's apparently well out of favour at Derby, so mm-hmm. but he was a quality player playing in that game. Um, Argyle are in the same group as Derby, Bristol City, and Aston Villa, so they play them home and away. So that's six good quality games that we'll be able to judge those young professionals in as to how they perform and if I was to t- pick two people out I think from from that game I think one of them would be Cameron Sankster who I, I am impressed with in midfield um, he's definitely got ability on the ball if he could just add a little bit more strength and, and what have you that would be good but you know he is still still relatively young so um, he's definitely got um potential to move on and I, I do like Luke Jeffcott as well who's an attacking wide player could play down the middle but you imagine the sort of Jake Jervis role that he did for Argyle I could see Luke Jeffcott doing that I'm not sure either of them are sort of ready to go straight into the starting lineup, but if they if their progress carries on I could definitely see both of them being involved in the squad as we go along so um, that was an interesting game to watch uh, and uh, I enjoyed seeing Argyle play some decent football against a good side. Um, now, another game coming up is on Tuesday night. It's the Checker Trade Trophy. It's the first group game. Uh, regular listeners to the podcast will know I'm not a massive fan of the Checker Trade yeah, Trophy. You and me both. Um, particularly the, the inclusion of under-21 sides in it. But, you know, we, I think we've done that debate yeah. to death, to be honest. So, um, uh, the interesting thing from this game is that they're playing Swindon Town on Tuesday uh, Swindon, this is Swindon's third and final group game, yeah. um, whereas this is Argyle's first of three. So, it, again, it shows you how askew the, the competition is, that you, you know, you've got one team that are finishing and one team starting on the same night. But, um, Danny, Swindon Town, um, Luke McCormick is at Swindon these days, and Tumani Diagaraga, both started the season on the bench, but both have now got themselves into the starting night, playing regularly for a team that's not doing too bad in League 2. So I'm not sure we'll see either Luke McCormick or Dia Garaga start for Swindon. Um, what do you think Derek Adams should do um, in terms of team selection? You know, he's got injuries. Um, does he keep playing the same players with a big game against Oxford coming up? Or presumably, he, he changes it as much as he can? Oh, i totally change it as much as he can. Yeah. I would not be playing certain players in that football match we cannot take a chance mm. on getting any more injuries to key players mm. um, and I think that there's a, there's a lot of rules about how many can play and should play you get fined if you don't play five of the previous or the one the game after mm. um, you know we have we have dragged it through the mud before 
for me it's a waste of time but if we have to play it let's play it let's play as many of the youngsters or as many of the uh, players that don't get the opportunities um, let's give players a rest that need a rest or not they're not going to get injured yeah. and I think that's the biggest thing that we can do at the moment normally I would say play, play your first team every single week you get a bit of continuity yeah. you get a little bit of togetherness and you, you learn to win together but at this point this is not the time to do it purely and simply because of the injuries we've got and we cannot afford any more so Kerry and the Mirrors, wrapped up, wrapped uh, up in wrap Cotton Wall yeah, on the bench? Definitely. You know, you've got Jamie Nesta hasn't played for a little mm. while, he's been injured. Mm. O'Keefe hasn't had that many games. He can come in and start to play. Mm. One or two, maybe let's give um, people like Sangster yep. a little run out as mm. well. And one or two of the other lads that um, could possibly knock in on the door uh, for the first team. I think that's going to be the best way forward for me. Well, you look at the, the, the subs bench on Saturday and a few of those players haven't played much recently. Uh, and it might be an opportunity it'd be interesting to see if he, if he does play for Callum Dyson to make his yeah. debut for Argyle the, the striker that arrived from, from Everton um, didn't have a great pre-season if, if, if I'm being honest um, and so he's paid the price a bit for that with you know not playing so far and here we are um, into October and he's still waiting to make his debut maybe this game would be a good opportunity to get him out on the main pitch at at home park and, and see what he can do um, yeah. you know Argyle aren't overly blessed with attacking options at the moment with Ryan Taylor injured um, so uh, maybe a chance for yeah. him you know you're looking at the Greg Wilds Lionel Lanesworth yeah. people like that aren't you maybe that uh, oh that well, definitely you, you know with Ainsworth on one side you know Wild on the other side you can have Fletcher mm. with Dyson up top mm. um, you can have Jamie Ness with uh, O'Keefe in the middle of the park mm. you know for me this is what you've got to be doing at this, at this stage especially the position and the situation that we find ourselves in at the moment defensively I wonder because there's so many defenders injured I'm, I'm not sure there's an awful lot of scope to be changing too many things around at the back but that might just have to be uh, the case uh, the way it is I think certainly the, the midfield and attacking options you could you could certainly look to to make changes and, uh, and shake it up so yeah I think I'd agree with you Danny you know ordinarily after a good win like yeah. they've won on you Saturday you try and carry yeah. on but I think in this particular yeah. example you've got to just um, you just got to keep going you just got to you? suck it up right mm. now we've just got to suck it up know the situation we're in there might be people saying you know let's go and win another game mm. but no for me let, let's change it let's, let's rest people let's make sure that we don't get any more injuries and just finally, Danny, you, you, you know, every time we go to home park, it looks a little bit different, doesn't it? There's a bit more being dug up, or <laughs> yeah. there's, there's, we're in a, a different room, homes, or yeah. a few. You know, you, you played at Argyle, and uh, you know the, the old grandstand. What, what do you make of you know what's going on? It's uh, there is progress. It's probably not going as quick as anyone would like it. Yeah. I'm sure the board would like it to be going quicker, but it is pro. There is progress. Things are being dug up. Things are changing. You know, what, what do you what do you make of it all? I think it's yes I, I'm agreed I, I, I'm looking at it every week and there's a little bit more done but there's nowhere near as much as I think should be done mm. um, and also as players I mean we get used to it but I've played at grounds that are completely empty on one side mm. and it isn't nice mm. it g genuinely isn't I mean I know we're focused on the game mm. but when you kick the ball over the fence and there's nobody there and you're waiting for somebody to give you a ball and there's a worker with his hat on, hard hat on, <laughs> yes. coming down to retrieve the ball. Yeah. It ain't the best atmosphere in the world. Um, I mean, but unfortunately, we've got to stick at it until um, the end of the season. Uh, I don't think we've got much choice about that, but it doesn't make it any easier. It's just another added thing that's making it a little bit more difficult for us at the moment. Great, Danny. Thank you very much for your time My and for pleasure. joining us. Nice to have a, an Argyle win to talk about. So just to recap... Um, 
Argyle are playing Swindon in the Checker Trade Trophy at Home Park on Tuesday. And then they're off to Oxford United in League One off to the Kassam Stadium. So two games to uh, to report on this, this week for, for Plymouth Live. You know, make sure you follow the... Uh, the website and the uh, social media channels you know where to find us and uh, plenty of coverage and uh, reaction to what goes on and we'll be back uh, with the podcast next Monday thanks very much for your company we are always happy to hear from you and if you have any questions for our panel please tweet them to our Twitter account at Herald PAFC or visit our Facebook page Plymouth Argyle The Herald thanks for listening